0: hey there guys and welcome back to the ruby moments podcast we did have an intro we might have an intro we don't know if we have an intro so we're just going to go ahead and wing it this time around but this time we are not going through our recaps of the ruby volumes we have taken a break on them after the train wreck of volume five and we decided to do a little something fun and interesting in the two week gap between now and volume eight, and as you can most likely see on your screen, we are going to be going over everyone that is here. So we have our friend Bionic. I've got two sprite cans, and I'm ready to we go. We have the pink man himself, Pink Rose.
1: These lists are going to be pretty grim.
0: <laughs> we also have plates. I stayed up all night to be here. Worth. We also have the Hunter of the Elusive Bean Chickens of Australia, Borvac.
2: G'day from doing down Under, mate.
0: And we also have the blue-haired one with animal ears, Vanta.
3: I could go back to sleep right now.
0: <laughs> but yeah, as you can most likely see, we are going to be going over everyone that is here with our top ten characters, myself included. And I think this is going to be a rather interesting one because people obviously have their own characters that they're either fan favourites of or simping for. So it'd be interesting to see who mm. people are going to be simping for. But we are going...
4: That was an attack on me. That was an attack on me, sir. I apologize for interrupting, but that was an attack on me.
0: <laughs> we all know that Bionic here is a big Tyrion simp. But we are going to kickstart this roller coaster, put it in first gear and rock and roll into this fun and interesting podcast with the start of Vanta. Let's get your number 10 pick.
3: Alright, so my number 10 pick actually happens to be Ruby Rose herself. Now, Mm. for me, there's a few different reasons. There's um, we're gonna see all of the team on my list just, you guys won't know when. Um, but She's very kind and energetic, and she doesn't know what she's doing. But we do see her progression. And when do we actually ever know what we're doing in life? It, let's be honest here. She's little Red Red Riding Hood with a huge scythe and a sniper a sniper rifle. What else is there?
4: Mm,
0: interesting. So a cool sampling. That's my I, 10. Cool samples as well. Just the in. Aussie. What is going to be your number ten? My number ten is kind of ironic. Uh,
2: it's actually Neptune Vasilis. Uh. <laughs> well, what can I say? Oh. <laughs> as much as I rip on Neptune, he is one of the uh, he's one of the people that I based one of my
1: original characters on. I know you like Kerry in some way. <laughs> oh shit! I like <laughs> Neptune as a character.
2: As much as a absolute asshole that he is. He's, he's got the he's got the charm that Brock gave me all those years ago as a kid with Pokemon. That's why he's my number ten.
5: I was not expecting the Brock
4: comment. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: Fates, we know you we know we know you simp for what's Fates, but who's your number ten?
6: Uh, there's something that I am going to mention about my list, which is I am a major fan of well-written comedy relief characters. As a result, my number 10 is the comic relief that was necessary for Volume 6 and bits of Volume 7 in Maria Calavera. I love how she is sort of one of those characters that was made with both comedy and seriousness in mind. With how she was able to, for example, help the team out of the apathy well, and showing that she actually used to be a huntress and was the one who who's helping train Ruby and using her powers, even though that it, uh, specifically the Silver Eyes on its own is miss, depending on who you ask. Um, but the main reason she's in my number ten is because she's one of the only characters in the entire series that has. Made me laugh hard enough to give me hiccups, with one very particular one in mind, which is right before the team meets Cordovan, and she says, "Yeah, let's not give up hope yet. Maybe she's dead." That
5: killed me. Yeah,
6: that was a great line.
4: We actually, we all laughed at it. I think we all know.
6: I know that's so good; it kills me every time. Yeah, that's my number ten. What's yours, Pink?
1: So my number 10, I had to choose between two certain characters and they're both villains, but because he's been in it longer, my number 10, and um, and I think people might be angry at how low I put him, is Tyrion Kalos.
4: Mother, I am going to kill you for that!
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's, for me, very rare to see a character who is not just psychotic, but smart with how psychotic he is, because If you technically look at the track record of the villains, he's technically one of the only ones who fully succeeded in his mission when it came to Atlas. Because Watts got captured. Hey, was the ones there. Cinder technically got help from Neo, so technically Neo was the one who was successful. Tyrion got to kill an Aesop and had both Robin and Crow, Crow Branwyn, get arrested at the same time that's not an easy feat and he did that like it was child's play i love his fighting ability i love that we haven't seen a lot of his semblance yet but it's such a cool idea of the whole like aura uh dis uh disruption it's a really cool idea and i think just the way he is acted his voice actor does an incredible job just to get across that whole yeah i'm psychotic but i could cure you at a moment's notice and i absolutely love Tyrion. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna be mad at you for a <laughs> while now.
5: <laughs> I'm going to be mad at you for a while with
1: that. But go ahead, Bionic, but who's your number 10?
4: My number 10 is probably going to piss off entirely most of the community. And uh, a particular boy we know, Penny, is only number 10 for me. J- oh. I enjoy Penny a lot. I decided randomly to re-watch Volume 7 because I did just do that. And when I was doing that, I just enjoy watching Penny and her development throughout the show. Uh, to me, when I first met Penny, I didn't have much of an emotion, especially death, but that's also my opinion on characters. But when she came back, I loved her new design. Her, the um, fighting weapon weapons, one of my favorites and also big lasers are funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just enjoy and her development. I think being, you know, the new winter maiden is one of the coolest things ever. I want to, I would say probably the best, one of the best developments in the show. I got nothing much to say. Penny's cool. Jay is going to kill me if he watch this. It just, he will kill me for this. <laughs> actually, he'll kill someone, any of you, if Penny is actually not even on the list, so... Yeah.
5: <laughs> I like Penny. It's fun. I'm
1: in danger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm in danger. danger. <laughs> we're, we're in danger of
1: Penny just coming out of the screen to kill us.
3: No Jay.
0: <laughs> Jay is gonna kill a man. Alright, but uh let's move on to the Oh back. god, I gotta try and catch my breath quickly, but my number ten <laughs> I might almost... surprise a few people because this character hasn't appeared in the show yet. And that is Carmine Escalados. Nice What do I like nice, about nice. Carmine? one her design is the only one we've got from the book so far and it is an epic design she's an epic villain that is outside of all the salem circle she's had unique and interesting character development she's got a similar semblance to glinda but she is pretty efficient in using it especially with the fact that she can manipulate vacuo sand to her advantage and I'm interested to see if they do bring her into the show. I'm a big fan of Carmine, but there's a couple of other characters that beat her to the number one spot on my list. I do think it was described in the book, like
1: her telekinesis is,
0: while it's like Glinda's, is like lesser Yeah, it's, it's just, less powerful. Because Glinda, we've seen Glinda, she's yeah. overpowered as hell, which has led to the, oh, it's absolutely. Led to the theory of the, yep. her being the relic of, creation, uh, relic of choice.
4: Let's not go under theory, yeah. Let's that's not going to fairy pondering. But that's a video good. for another day. But before we move on, but we move on to uh, number 9, I would like to, if we can do something, everyone just name which characters for 10 just before we move on. It's just a small thing. Can
0: we do yeah, that? Yeah, we can do that so people will keep track of it.
4: Velvet, you go first. We're just going yeah, backwards. Mine, mine
0: was we, Carmine we Escalados.
6: Penny Palandina.
0: Tyrion Kalos.
6: Maria Calavera
2: Oh yeah I'm not next Neptune Vasilius
3: And Ruby Rose And moving into
0: oh. the number nine territory we, we had big smoke nine. around at this time Sadly we just had
4: we also we we we, we had six the number nines We 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 missed the train.
0: Savanta. <laughs> so, bring us into the number nine territory with your number nine pick
3: so my number nine is why Schnee.
0: oh
6: pink's Um, gonna
3: kill you you. not just pink Uh,
6: the community is
3: gonna be oh yeah um (laughs) i know i'm dead (laughs) but
6: anyway everyone has an opinion well, the not, reason not why I for hating Home speak. so
3: The reason why she's so far down on my list is because there are others that, that I liked better, just with their overall appearance and their personalities and stuff. I liked Weiss's personality, mm-hmm. and I also hate narcissists, and the reason I bring this up is because two of her family, Jacques and Whitley are narcissists and weiss starts off as one but we see her grow as rushed as it was (laughs) and we see that you know she changed and she's more down to earth she's not self-centered anymore and not only that is because she saw what was happening at the grounds of beacon and she was there defending it meanwhile Everyone else that was in Atlas during the events of Volume, uh, yeah, Volume 4, they were all talking crap, and she was the only one that stood up and said something. Meanwhile, Ironwood sat idly by and only shot her summon because Weiss was getting all emotional about it. So we've seen her grow, and I actually do like that. Not only that, but her design with everything. So.
0: Weiss is my number nine. Oh, interesting. Borvak, is your number nine going to top Vantes? I wonder?
2: Uh, my number nine Lodge is uh, everyone's <laughs> favorite little ice cream. Oh, no.
4: Neapolitan. He's going to get...
5: I swear, this <laughs> is just going to get a...
4: We would going got to get so killed by the community. <laughs> to be
1: fair, I, I'd be more shocked if she wasn't on the list. True. <laughs> that is actually true. Anyway, ne- let- le- Neo, le-
4: for
2: me. me... Neo, for me, what had happened was from, essentially, the moment that she w- debuted in Volume 2, it came as- it came as, like, a surprise, it was a fresh breath of- like, it was a new fresh breath of air. I love her semblance, I love the way she fights. Fucking kicks ass and shatters glass. I got nothing else to say. She's the best ice cream. Good rhyme, there.
1: Just saying. Would ten out of ten.
4: <laughs> uh, I would not because I, I, we, we do not because we're freaking stabbed. We do
1: that.
6: I like, I like living. <laughs> Faith, what's your, what's your number nine? My number nine. This one I actually had to, um, had to catfish on. Basically, I was thinking uh i was going back and on it my number nine is general james ironwood <laughs> i love his character in volume seven but my the reason why he's actually at number nine for me is because we haven't seen enough of him on screen other than volume seven for me to really have him any higher on the list for example we saw him in volume two he wasn't that big of a player He was more so just there as sort of, sort of a, almost like a rivalry to Ozpin, basically. Like, oh, hey, my army's going to do better than your students will, even though that backfires heavily. Um, Volume 3, we actually see him do something, but it didn't really do that much in the long run. Um, Volume 4, he was basically just having a giant fight with Jacques the entire volume, and then in Volume 7... That's the only time we've actually gotten character development for him, and now he's basically might as well be a villain from the story standpoint, to, because we see it from Team Ruby's point of view. Yeah, but the term you're looking for more is antagonist. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, to the story, it might as well be a villain since we're looking at it from mm. Ruby's point of view. I still think he's more of an antagonist. But I do me. too. It's just like the idea of history is written by the winners. It depends on what (laughs) point of view you're looking at. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, that's true. Well,
5: Pink, it's your turn. Number nine.
1: So my number nine is everyone's favorite firecracker, Yang (sighs) Shaolong. So the reason why I put Yang is, first of all, her trailer is actually probably my favorite trailer out of the four. I love the action in the trailer. I love how, with Yang... I love her confidence in herself. Obviously, I know in volume four and five, we didn't get a lot of that because of the whole Adam PTSD thing, which never got brought up a lot. But when it did get brought up, it does remind me of like, you know, a lot of people have that kind of thing. But she was always the confident one, like the, the one who makes all the puns, the one who always stuck up for her friends, her semblance. I love her semblance, like, She takes damage, but then she deals it back tenfold. She's obviously a great older sister to Ruby, a great friend to Weiss, and a great partner to Blake. How she was there for Blake each and every step of the way when Adam came back in Volume 6 and in Volume 7, when she was one of the ones to question the ideals of Ironwood, it just shows the confidence that Yang has, which makes me really gravitate towards not just her as a character, but just her as a person. Like, she, to me, personifies confidence in Ruby. Like, out of everyone in the entirety of Ruby, she's the one who I would say, if I wanted someone to give me a pep talk, I would want it to be Yang. And plus, plus, her voice actress is the greatest person on earth.
4: I wouldn't say greatest person on earth, but I would say she's she's an absolutely amazing
1: person, and I love Barbara to death. Just to say she isn't Keanu Reeves. (laughs) (laughs) True that. (laughs) Anyway, BioNake, okay. your number nine, Oh, please.
4: God, this is probably going to be an interesting one. Number nine for me, Mr. Ozpin. Huh. I like Ozpin a lot. I don't know what really gravitated me to him, but silver I like locks. his... What? what? So I think it's he... the
2: silver locks.
4: It wasn't mostly... <laughs> yeah, I don't know, maybe, maybe the greenness of him. Maybe my Patreon's been coming out a bit too much, <laughs> but I do really enjoy Ospen's character. I think it's very interesting how how he works and the amount of amount of you know secrets behind him and how much interest in lore you can get just from one character. And also, I have a bit of an obsession with his weapon. I love his weapon and what he's doing currently now in the story and now uh, what he did before. As they're saying, leaving for a good few good few volumes. Well, two, technically. I like how he's back, and I'm going to enjoy seeing, um, well, technically hearing what he's going to be doing now. <laughs> That's got nothing much. Husband's cool character. Someone's going to be mad at me about it.
0: Let's go on. Indeed. So, my number nine is a special Big Mac with fries, because this uses cat meat. And... My oh. number nine pick, if you don't get that little reference, is actually Blake Belladonna. Ugh. Hey! Oh, God. So if you combine, <laughs> completely lost me there. For if a you <laughs> if you combine me and Pink's number nine, we effectively have Bumblebee on the low tier. But we. <laughs> oh shit! Damn! All right, all right, all
1: right. Calm down, guys, guys. All right, all right. All right, guys, calm down, Velvet. The reason
0: why Blake is so low on the list is Beacon arc Blake is best Blake. Mistral arc Blake Blake is shit. There was not, like, there was so many poor choices made with her character during the Menagerie arc, like, who sets their house on fire instead of switching the lights on?
4: Let's not. I think we complained enough about that in the podcast. <laughs> in the uh, recap, but, let's not go into that.
6: Also, that was a volume five thing. That wasn't a volume four thing. I feel in volume, she actually did something because she actually had character. But five, yeah, that was actually beat five people. Things. Guys, guys. This All is right, cool. we're getting but off But yeah,
0: the Mitchell Up yep. Blake to me just felt a little bit meh, in my opinion. Like Beacon Up Blake was a character that was slowly growing over the course of the volumes. And I liked her when we came into volume six and seven again because it brought back her character development. And I do like Blake's volume one design, I like her volume two alternative outfit. Her volume four, five, and six outfit just kind of felt a little bit too unnecessary, like with a coat in volume four in a tropical place. But I really have fallen in love with her Volume Seven design because most of the people here know I have a thing for girls in tight outfits, and sticking Blake in a catsuit is why Blake is currently sitting on number nine on the (laughs) list.
4: (laughs) I'm still, I'm still laughing about that bubble, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah. Quickly, let's go on. The... Okay, everyone's value, everyone's numbers.
0: But yeah, now. mine's Blake everyone's Belladonna, volume. as previously stated. <laughs> Blake Belladonna.
4: Ozpin has no last name. <laughs> Yang yeah, Xiao Long. Fates. Yeah,
2: sorry, Fates. my mute button
6: was working. General James Ironwood.
2: The ice cream girl, Neapolitan. <laughs>
6: Why is okay.
2: <laughs> number eight, eight. Yes. I just realized. I just realized that we've already addressed all
0: of Team Ruby between three people. <laughs> isn't, isn't that <laughs> interesting? <laughs> how that happened. But number eight, Vanta, roll us into the eight territory.
3: Now I feel as if I'm gonna catch a lot of flack for this one, not just from people here, but the community. It's. Actually, the psychotic boyfriend Adam. I'm sorry, the psychotic ex boyfriend. <laughs> um, psychotic ex boyfriend. That's
2: true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's just keep adding titles <laughs> onto
4: it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we'll be here forever.
3: So, All right, go
2: ahead, Vanta.
5: Yeah, we would.
3: So, Adam is a black sheep. Some people like him. Some people hate him. Actually, he's. Yeah. Guys, come on. Um, (laughs) So, how do I put this? He's complicated. He's one of the more complicated characters. So, he starts off as mysterious during the black trailer, and we don't know really what their relationship is. But then we got to see who he was, and then it turned out he was just a salty prick. Um. (laughs) And <laughs> then he turned into the crazy X. So I primarily like him for semblance, fighting style and weapon and his design, not so much the personality, and this is where I think that you know there was so much almost wrong with his character because you had such a badass looking character with a badass ability, and they just completely wasted him, I feel by making him the crazy ex-boyfriend that's out for blood. And still he um,
4: got onto your top ten.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's still got on my top ten, but that's because of other things besides his personality. So, my number eight is Adam Torres.
0: Orvac, I think Taurus, it's pretty Taurus. easy to top Adam this time around.
5: <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, apparently Blake did, so... Uh,
2: this... My number... My number eight... Is on here for one reason and one reason only. I love the voice actor. It is actually Scarlet David oh. because Gavin Free.
0: I'm free.
2: Gavin Free is one of my favorite fucking people throughout all of Achievement Hunter. And when I found out that he was playing, uh, when I was fa- when I found out he was playing Scarlet David. I was ecstatic. Also, are oh, nuts.
5: <laughs> Is there anything
2: uh, else? I will.
1: I will actually give. Bob a lot for of that cause, to hold. Yeah, because Scarlet also gets some really good development in before the dawn as well.
2: Adam, I haven't read the books. I I just know that he does get the development. Yeah. Is there anything else? uh coconut yeah. to the balls. uh <laughs> that sound he made was so priceless that's <laughs> one of my favorite parts of volume 3
5: oh okay? Funny
2: thing, funny thing that i love about uh once again with gavin free is he was actually going to be junior originally oh. he was that originally going to be junior and then when i found out they changed him because they wanted to make him scarlet that hit me real that hit me in a place where it was really good and, uh, that's, that's why I love him. It's he, Gavin Free, he's got a lot of nose to hold, uh, coconuts to the balls. Nuff said. <laughs> this is
4: the weirdest one for me for now. The weirdest <laughs> one for now. <laughs> for now, I'm saying. <laughs> Let's give him a lot fights.
6: Number eight. Okay, yeah. this one is going to annoy a very particular person here, but not as much as it did when Pink did it. My number eight is Tyrion Kalos. I'm going to kill you all, office. For me, I love Tyrion, but if anything, similar to Ironwood, except in, in a different way, where it's like, for me, I it was more process of elimination who had to be on the list. I just like the characters who are above Tyrion. More. I love Tyrion; he's a great crazy boy. But the thing is, he's just not sort of the character that I personally attached.
0: He just went hmm. quiet. Yeah, you did. Thanks. Well, I, sorry,
6: I didn't really have much else to say about that. <laughs> he went quiet he just
0: or... abruptly went quiet, like... <laughs> we thought Bionic had snuck in and murdered you
6: already. <laughs> 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 well, wait, wait, did
4: Discord just No, it like... Oh, no. If I see it, if I hit Tyrion on the on the bottom half of a list again, I'm gonna I'm killing everything.
5: He deserves to be top five, no less.
6: Hey, hey! At least Tyrion is on my list. Tyrion's here because I like him. He is just lower than everyone else above him on the list because of process of elimination, and I like them. But more.
0: yeah, let's move on to the pink one and see who pink's gonna anger this time.
1: Uh, well, my number eight. Um a very good boy in my opinion is the monkey man Sun Wukong. Um reason I put him at number 8 is I absolutely loved him in volume when he when he appeared in volumes 1, 2 and 3 he while him and Neptune were the two comic relief um as I, I do like Neptune but it was always Sun that kind of made me laugh but at the same time smile because While he was joking around, he cared. Like, he super cared about Blake and how she felt. He chased after her when she ran away to make sure that she wasn't alone. Because while she wanted to be alone, he knew that she shouldn't be. Because while Sun may not be the brightest, he knows what to do when it comes to his friends. And while he may not be the best leader, as because I've read, obviously, the book of Before the Dawn, he still shows that he cares not just about one singular person as well he cares about the entire world like he cares about vacuo when vacuo spoils for the book is about to get invaded by this group called the crown uh go read the book it's really good but also i think son his voice actor absolutely fantastic he absolutely knocks it out of the park because the thing is i feel like when you hear that son voice you know it's like oh son's here Yeah, you hear hear that, and it's like, oh yeah, it's Sun, because I recognize the voice. And I just think also Sun's semblance is great, but I think he, in my opinion, has one of the best weapons in the show, where it's nunchucks, which are also guns, which turns into a bow staff. Absolutely fantastic, and I just really, really like Sun, and I can't wait to see more of him in future volumes.
4: The correct name is Gunchucks, just to say. Gunchuck, yeah, sorry about that. It's fine. Uh, So my turn. This is going to be fun because particularly who the last one was on my list. Number nine was Ozpin. Number eight is Oscar (laughs) Hines. I really think Oscar is just, I I just, I enjoy his character. I don't know why. It's just something about the the dynamic between the two is really fun. And uh, again, my bias to long memory is showing itself. I'm just hoping Oscar gets more development and more stuff to do, actually. That's why he's so low on the list. That's mostly because all his development has been off-screen, and I wish he would do more. And that's mostly the limit. I like Oscar. He is the cinnamon roll that must be protected, and there's really nothing to say. Uh, Also, just say, Rose Garden is a stupid ship. Why do people ship it? I'm done.
0: Set some fire to the fucking garden.
4: I don't like shipping. I'm making it very clear. Shipping is bad.
0: I think I'm going to get shot with my number (laughs) eight pick, because I know this number eight pick pick, uh, is... I got the gun. gun. (laughs) Essentially, (laughs) someone's favourite girl. I am... Oh no. (laughs) My number eight is Nora Valkyrie. (laughs) Oh no. Now... The only reason why Nora is this low is through lack of backstory. I like Nora as a comedy character. I love her weapon and her semblance, even though her semblance is underused. Why don't Team Junior carry Lightning Dust uh, as a Volume 4 to help Nora be a bloody powerhouse? I think Jean could have an upgrade to his sword where he just stabs Nora and she gets a charge off of it, but... (laughs)
5: but i do like
0: the um i do like her design as well like her volume one design was very simplistic but then her Mistral Arc outfit kept the simplistic style to it added the bomber jacket to it and then her volume seven design added in that bit of norse mythology feel to her outfit and it's clear her and Ren are going for something interesting going into Volume A in the terms of development. It's going to be nice to see where they go with Nora, and if she gets a backstory, maybe if we do another one of these after that QO, Nora could potentially be higher. But my number eight pick was Nora. Uh,
6: That's a good question. Um, you, said, you said Nora was there to the lack a backstory. What which, which backstory are you referring her, to? Is her it after before Yuri? Oh, okay. Yeah, we okay, don't I see. know
0: any of her origin. We just know she was just a stray in Kurayuri that was picked up by Ren.
4: Okay, let's do the first I already said Nora.
6: <laughs> number.
4: Yep. Oscar Pines? Sun Wukong.
6: So uh, Tyrion Callows.
0: Mm. <laughs> Scarlet David.
3: And Adam
5: Torres. All right,
0: going into our number seven. Is this going to be lucky number seven? Is Clover going to appear at some point through this? We'll have to wait and see. I doubt Clover's
4: going to appear on any (laughs)
0: show. (laughs) But yeah, Vanta, show us your good luck. Who is the lucky number seven for you?
3: Coco. Oh, wow. Good boy, good boy. (laughs) (laughs) so we don't know as far as i know we don't know a whole lot about coco unless we've read the books which i haven't um but we do know that she during combat she is very combat focused and she seems pretty chill when you know she's just around the school um she's feisty and strong as hell and anyone who crosses her sights is in for a bad time. Quite Unless literally. You. Because as we've seen, she's strong enough to literally just crotch shot a Grim and knock it, knock it down. And that then not only cool. on top of that, not only on top of that, she could tear Nevermore's in two like it's a hot fucking knife. She, that's, and that's, all because of her semblance. You know, she is strong as shit whenever it comes to combat. So not only that, but her design is aesthetically pleasing. And she's that she's that one character that we want to know more about. Because I still don't know entirely what's all gone on with her. But she is a fan favorite. That much is for sure.
4: I feel like all of us have that the, uh, single character or a few more on the top 10 the list that they want to know more about. <laughs> number seven is also my one, fun fact.
1: Oh not on to you, Winner. Uh, Van, are yeah, you finished? I'm not. Yep, I think that's him. Yep. All right, all right Bolberg, it. Who's your number all right, number seven. Seven
2: is... So, quite ironically, to uh, answer Velvet's plea of Clover showing <laughs> oh, no. up. Oh, no. <laughs> my favorite is not clover it is uh number seven is the unlucky number <laughs> my number seven is crow
6: bronwyn
4: oh my god he's finally
2: up here
6: <laughs> he's finally here time is gonna be very mad at you oh he's gonna be him. mad at me all he wants <laughs> i did this
2: for both i did this both for the fucking uh, i did this both for meme sakes <laughs> because 7 is always considered the lucky number so why not give it to the unluckiest man (laughs) also because pretty much the remaining portion of this list is either characters that I've loved a lot longer than Crow but that doesn't mean that Crow is bad by any means there is a lot of characters that are not on this list that I have no attachment to Crow being number seven is a very high attachment for me. Also, Bird Boy, Kakar. Kakar. <laughs>
4: kaka. Kaka. Next, please.
5: Okay,
6: Fates. <laughs> Fates. Uh, okay, my number seven, at least is, like, I might get yelled at by Jay, but it's not gonna kill me like it is with someone else. My number seven is Penny Paladina. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I love Penny because she is one of the best characters for Comic Relief in the series. I may have had Maria in 10th place, but that's mainly because we haven't seen enough of her. We've only had her for one volume, but we've had Penny for three. And we know that she's also very funny, even when she's not attempting to be, especially in volume 7. Um... So, that's actually one of the reasons why I just love Penny as a character. I do feel that her survival was a bit rushed in 7, but other than that, I'm perfectly fine that she is back in the series, especially with the, the new trick she has up her sleeve.
2: You can, can, I just, can I just make a quick adjustment to that one? Um, we've had Penny for four, uh, four volumes now, not three.
6: Really? Oh, I, for- oh for- I-, I forgot volume one.
2: <laughs> yeah. Hmm. She was okay. introduced yeah. in Volume One.
6: Oh,
5: well, sorry about think...
1: that. Think... So, my number seven is also the Bird Boy, Crow Bronwyn. Oh
4: my
6: god! <laughs> I double! I was not expecting this to happen. So... No wonder Time hates us. No wonder Time hates us.
1: <laughs> so, no wonder he didn't come in today. I find Crow. To me, I find Crow to be the best adult character because he, when he first was introduced into the series, we just knew him as, oh, he's the fun uncle, you know, he's, he's this legendary, he's this legendary huntsman that we've just found that we find out can turn into a bird because magic, ooh, and I mean, his fight with Winter, while just like a little exhibition, you could definitely tell he was winning, absolutely um he has one of the best semblance ideas and just best ways of a semblance to be used because with bad luck the same with clover with his good luck you can use it a lot to do within an environment or with a person themselves like against winter or like when crow kicked the wheel off of the um off of the trailer when they were with the apathy like that's kind of bad luck where you're just like okay that's his semblance company. But is it sometimes his semblance? Is it not? I love that mystery behind Crow. Plus his weapon, absolutely fantastic. I love the design. I love the little clockwork, in, like clockwork stuff, the cogs inside. And he's always good for a good laugh, always having some good funny moments. But as well as telling, I think to me, he's one of the only characters where he can spell exposition but he says it in an interesting way and a very like in a way where like you are actually listening to every single word he's saying because it actually has meaning and it actually has like something gripping onto that information Is like okay we need to take this in it, there's a reason why he, yeah there's a reason why he was a teacher at signal academy obviously not anymore but there's a reason why because you kind of latch on to every word he says but yeah crow bronwyn Maybe it also
4: because it was Vic Mignogna. Maybe that also is the reason. At, at, <laughs> the reason. at the time, yeah. Can I just say I want
2: to see what Crow's life would have been as a teacher in Signal? Just imagine be... all the bad luck.
1: I do, I do, <laughs> and I think <laughs> another, and I think another reason why I they put Crow is because I want to see more Team Stark in the future. Like at some point, like as that, like them as a team, and Crow's life in the academy.
4: Well, I think it's mine. <laughs> no seven for me. Hazel Reinhardt. Hell yeah. I like Hazel a lot. I love how he fights. It's interesting. His semblance is one of my
5: favorites. But why he's
4: so low is that, besides the fact that I want to know more about him for, like, a lot, and also what Volume 5 did to him, I, I hope they can rectify it. And from how the show's looking, it can. But I am not as big fan of what they did with Ryan. With a good old... I'm going call him Ryan because I play Overwatch too much. Eh, Reinhardt. Good old Mr. Reinhardt. I really do not like what they did in for him at Haven. But I still love him so much to
6: put him any lower. He's dad Hazel now. That's, yeah. what he, that's why he's good again. He's dad Yeah, he is Hazel. dad Hazel.
4: Papa Hazel, yep, I do like that. <laughs> uh, thank you for reminding me. I don't really have much to say. Hazel's not really something. Okay, one thing: his voice is amazing. We all can agree that his voice is great. Just don't add that stupid filter when he has it when he's powered up. Yeah.
0: Hey, Bunny, I'm going yep. to employ a sneaky tactic and call Rabbit Immunity right here. Because, because my number seven is two characters. No. no. That- because okay, you.
1: On. These two on. characters,
0: you cannot separate the Malachite twins. Oh, that's
1: fine then. Okay. That is
4: understandable. That oh, is the exception. But that is surprising. That is a, a, a curveboard choice. <laughs>
1: Alright, alright,
6: let
1: him let mad him, we for a second, then he said it and we're like, oh yeah, 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 that's
0: fine. <laughs> yeah, we make okay, we understand it and go ahead and One, tell why. the design. Their design is unique, but the same design. Their boots, their skirt, the top, all the same. But with different patterns. Their weapons and their fighting styles, especially when you see them in the yellow trailer working together to try and best the yang. One uses kicks, one uses slashes, and I'm kind of hoping we see them when we get back to Beacon because I kind of wonder if Junior and the Malachite twins survived the Battle of Beacon, even though we didn't see them fighting. We know Junior's club is in Vale somewhere, so could it have been affected?
5: Hmm. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go through. Yep,
0: yeah, mine sevens. is the Maticite Twins. And round. I just got to say, I love your guys' reactions to when I just said that. <laughs> I knew you'd react like that. Yeah. We...
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hazel Reinhardt. Make a choice. Right.
1: Right. Crow Bronwyn. Kukar.
6: <laughs> Penny Pollendina, salutation.
1: Unlucky bird,
0: man.
4: <laughs> He's not even gonna say. We all know. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: <laughs> right, so we are going into <laughs> the number, number six, six territory, and we are going to roll the dice. Vanta, bring us into the lucky six. Well, it's not lucky, really, is it? It's
2: not lucky. We right. <laughs> yeah, made yeah. that joke with seven. It's not, like, yeah. not going to work
1: for six. Well, it is. Well, six oh. is one half of the greatest number of all time. I mean. <laughs>
6: <laughs> oh, <God>. So. <laughs> For a second, you. I thought you meant
5: 12.
6: <laughs> 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 I got the joke.
3: I hate you so
6: Alright, ladies,
0: let <laughs> the blue boy speak.
3: So. Funny enough, this person was already set on someone else's list. It was Corvax. The little ice cream girl. Neapolitan.
5: You're going to be attacked by the community. We can hear Pink freeze mic again. (laughs)
3: Um, Now, the reason I like her is because she's secretive, she doesn't talk, but she is badass. She can go toe-to-toe with just about anyone and whoop them. She had a little bit of struggle with... Ren, Nora, Jean, and Oscar during Volume Seven, but she still had that elegance of, "I'm gonna open up a can of whoop ass on all four of you." Um, and yeah, it, she almost didn't break a sweat during it, but there were times where she her game plan had to switch up because of all the events going on in the background. But she she is strong and she can go toe to toe with yang who thrives off physical punishment in order to actually get stronger and she just straight up just goes oh you're gonna hit me nope you're hitting yourself basically so neo is one of those that i wonder if they're ever gonna actually win against her or if it's just forever gonna be a tie
0: very interesting dang
3: but but that is my number 6, the little ice cream girl, Neveck.
0: Nothing can top Neo unless you can. So
2: this one's going to be a big surprise. <laughs> uh this is going to be a big surprise considering my stance with uh with this character. But uh Blake Belladonna's mother, Callie <laughs> I was thinking of just going Blake Belladonna, but no.
0: Milf power no. is better than cat power. It feels too wrong. It feels too wrong. It, <laughs> it
4: too a wrong to he is a cat. Is <laughs> they have both All just right, let me powers. Instead of...
3: it, right, hold it, on. Feels, it feels
2: too wrong to just say Blake Belladonna as a joke. For my <laughs> number six. It is absolutely Kelly. Kelly... She is the best mother by far from what we have seen in Ruby. Considering we've got one who physically can't be there, one who's an alcoholic, and one who literally abandoned their child and gives little to no care for them. <laughs> Callie is by far the best parent, period. On top of that, she has that quirky nature where she's just trying. She's trying to make sure her uh, daughter is all right. Yet at the same time, can't help but intervene with almost everything.
1: She also <laughs> defeated a a fight like a person who's supposed to be really good at fighting with a tray. Um, oh and yeah, yes, just that's it... the, that's the other that's the other
2: thing. Her weapon. Ugh. Fucking Let's also
0: trip. not forget the addition that she can act like a cougar faunus towards Sun as well. Yeah.
4: Oh no! Sun! You can so stop right now! Yes. Stop. Stop.
5: Yeah, Stop! Stop! stop. stop.
4: stop. Okay, <laughs> are we done? <laughs> can we move uh, on before
2: this just, just, <laughs> just gonna say uh, the milf kitty has claws uh, I got nothing more to say about it I like Kelly let's
4: move on before <laughs> we any more ideas <laughs> fates
6: okay. the thing that's funny about my choice for number six is <laughs> if this character was one more down there would have been three instances of this character in Number seven. Oh. This character for me, oh, being Crow Bronwyn. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> if I had switched him and Benny around, there would have been three crows in seventh place, and time would have wanted to kill all of us. That would be
4: triple seven, but how the hell would that happen?
2: <laughs> we would have hit the jackpot. Exactly. <laughs> we would have been the millionaires. Okay,
4: okay. I think we'll
6: haven't too much.
4: But what's the reason?
6: Well, for me, honestly, when it comes to Crow, is I like when it was still in the Vic Mignogna era. When of course he was drunk old Crow. Um, when it comes to him, I loved how he was always just that character was able to balance like being completely serious and being jokey, and sometimes you couldn't even tell, especially in Volume Three. Like, for example, when he basically was giving Yang and Ruby the one-two, basically saying, like, hey, you guys are aware that there's actually something going on, so, like, there's no way that Torchwick being gone would actually do anything. But it's like, you know that even though he's drunk all the time, apparently, he still has a brain. And in Volume 5, the I did it was enough to save the beginning of Volume 5 for me, which is very, very weird to say. Um, other than that, I can't really say anything that hasn't
5: previously. So
1: my number six has already been said uh, twice in uh, a few people's lists, but my number six is Domo Arigato Miss Roboto is Penny Polandina.
4: I love the clap for that reference. I love that song.
1: So Penny, for me, I love her innocence because even after being rebuilt she still has that sense of she knows she's not human and when she actually sees people and it's like she's not a normal girl but when she sees people doing normal stuff or wants to do normal stuff with her like when ruby just wanted to do a fist bump she got so excited at such a small gesture like obviously she doesn't know values of a fist bump or the power needed to put behind a fist bump she nearly broke Ruby's hand which was a very funny moment but it's that excitement of her wanting to be more than what she is her moment of being of becoming the Winter Maiden absolutely fantastic it was not the choice I thought but it's like a choice that I'm glad they made because it's like it's not your first choice but for some reason, you're really glad it still happened. And everything from her in Volume 1, 2, and 3, she's still this innocent little girl like who we were just thinking, oh, okay, she seems pretty cute. She's cool. Then we see what she is, and it's like, oh. And it goes into something deeper, like how Ruby wants to be her friend despite knowing what Penny is. Penny's weapon is just absolutely fantastic. I love the whole blade i love the the multiple blades and just when she did you know die in volume three i was crushed about it because i was like wow that like she's just been ripped apart but then when she came back it was like one of the happiest moments i think i've seen for me and at least in the fandom so yeah heli enough for number six
5: <laughs> my turn this is my
4: revenge against pink number six is wise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only member of Team Ruby, or well the main cast technically, that got onto my list. Because I don't really like the others, but Weiss is the exception. I really enjoy Weiss as a character. Her design, her weapon, how she fights, I kind of have a weird obsession with her summons. The armor gigas is really cool. <laughs> it's really cool. I just her development's great. I really wish I would didn't shoot the summon. That would have been amazing to watch. <laughs> I would like someone to die, <laughs> but yeah, there's not much to mm. say about Weiss. I think when Pink gets to it, he'll pretty much spell it all why I like Weiss, but better. But so I'm just gonna move on from there. But this is still my revenge for putting Tyrion so low.
5: <laughs>
0: I'm gonna get shot by Pink.
5: Oh my God! <laughs> my number <no>. six.
0: <laughs> Is Coco Adele. <laughs> I love Coco's design, and I love her development in After the Fall and Before the Dawn. Giving a character who only appeared on screen as a, a well-rounded, tough, skilled leader, a fear of the dark, and bringing that character more development, throughout the time we've seen her and after the fall and that has been amazing. And she does have an amazing design. It's very simplistic and her voice. And I would say she's got one of the best one liners in Ruby from when she's facing down against that Beowulf about you just destroyed my favorite clothing store. Prepare to die that moment always makes me smile because it shows what sort of girl Coco is. You mess with anything fashion related around her. Your ass is grass, basically. But yeah, my pick is Coco Adele.
5: Well, let's just go back.
4: Coco Adele.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Coco nice. Adele's mine. Uh, my Schnee. Penny Bondina. Page. Sorry,
6: I said it, and I was muted. Uh, Bron- mm. Bronwyn.
4: Kelly Belladonna.
0: <laughs> Neapolitan.
4: Well, number... <laughs> we are we reached
0: finally halfway started. We have, we reached, have, we halfway have reached halfway point, <laughs> and we are effectively in the number five territory. Savanta. Launch us into number five, particularly don't train wreck it like volume five. Oh please don't.
3: (laughs) Yeah, no, I won't. Um so my number five was actually said before, and I think it was one of yours, Velvet, lower on the list. Nora Valkyrie. (laughs) Now, where where do I start with Nora?
5: From From the beginning
4: break the knees
3: energetic <laughs> heavy damage heavy and explosive
4: break the leg this
3: is what i feel best describes nora she's always gunning for the let's just break it mentality especially during the most memeable moment about her we'll break their legs oh, i love it. it she says it so perfectly and so dead serious that it just becomes a meme because we actually think that like if she's just going to go get her hammer and break someone <laughs> um but and we see that you know she can have that scary side where she gets really serious but she also does have a soft side and we see that during the knuckle fight where we actually see a vulnerable side of her with this reminding Ren and Nora about their childhood and how they met. You know, and we we really see that when Ren had a vision of, like, he turned around and there she was just, you know, in her child form crying and then her in her current form crying. And it's like, you know it that fight just reminded reminded ren of their past and it really touches on the fact that they're scared so you know nora isn't always gung ho but most of the time she is and
6: i love her for it uh real quick i do want to mention something that i thought about when vanta would mention like the whole breaking their legs thing and how serious she said it for some reason, when Vanta said that, I thought of Nora doing the misery of just of just using a hammer and smacking some leg 90
4: degrees. Oh, Jesus, dude, you can't. That is some... That is a
5: pitiful...
0: Ooh, that <laughs> but movie. yeah, let's move on to the Australian territory for number five. Let's see what our Aussie has to say.
2: Good old vomit boy. Jean, but, Jean Jean Arc is my number five yes Is, there any- <laughs> is there he, that- he when he was first introduced, I saw him a lot within myself and I related to him quite heavily he's he's the person who kind of he stands he's very stand there you can like point a man in the crowd he's not really that,
5: uh, what's the word that I'm looking for you? Yeah.
2: He's not that confident when it comes to, uh, social situations. He can't, uh, he can't figure out.
0: Socially awkward. To do.
2: Completely hopeless. Yeah. I'm just, I'm losing my train of thought on how to uh, mention it <laughs> But, um, yeah he's just completely socially awkward he's essentially i i always just seen a lot of myself in him and that's why he's my number five Hmm. also because that fucking the the only reason why he's so far down i will add is because they gave him a fucking bunch of bananas for hair
4: (laughs) and not that they
2: shoved him it shoved him too much as a main character No, I would have been fine with him as a main character, but they decided to fuck with his hair and give him bananas for fucking hair. (laughs) That's
1: (laughs) the issue. made volume (laughs) 7. Okay, thanks.
6: Okay, uh, this and the character for number 5 actually changed just before the podcast happened. My number 5 was number 4 at one point, but I changed it right before the podcast. And my number five is Weiss Schnee. Uh, For me, honestly, the main reason why Weiss is so high up here is because of... Honestly, this is one of the only... I don't even know how to word it. This is one of... She is the only really good thing about Volume 5. And I'm pretty sure that is saying something because I said she's the consistently good thing about volume five. Um, but she is the team mom. She does it in a way that is understandable, especially in both five and seven. Um, you also know that she understands her teammates more. Like, her character development, in my opinion, was one of the. I don't really know even how to word this, but it's like, she had the biggest shift that is still, that is still carried out to this day, which is like, for example, in volume one, she basically was butting heads with Ruby every step of the but then, like, now in, now in volume seven, she's just casually having, like, she's casually doing things with everyone, and just because she's sick of seeing, um... Bumblebee trying to dance in the dorm room. She was like, like without even a second thought. When Jean and Oscar invited them out to the movie, she just said, "Yep." That's something she wouldn't have done before, and it's actually one of the reasons why I have weight so high. Hmm.
5: On to pink, Tristan. Pink.
1: Uh, my number five might surprise a lot of people, and I don't think would be on a lot of people's especially top five lists, is the blind boy, Fox Alastair? Ooh, well, that's more because you read the books. <laughs> so, yes, I have read the books, and there's a reason why... Well, the thing is, when I first saw Fox in the show, he kind of captivated me a little bit, because I immediately went towards his eyes, and I was thinking, what's this all about? then when i read the books and or when i at least read up on wikipedia on a lot of wikipedia pages like he was blind that really calculated me it's like then how's he able to see what does he do and then i read after the fall oh, and i am meet like and then, yeah then i immediately read after the fall and before the dawn and immediately especially in after the fall phenomenal officers do because he show because i he has one of my favorite semblances which is the telepathy which gives him and any team he's on a huge advantage like when he's in a team battle it gives them an absolute huge advantage against any opponent because they're they're able to communicate without talking which is super big cuz you might want to be listening out to your opponent if they say anything but when you have someone in a team who doesn't need to do that and they can communicate together just via you know just via their thoughts that's super good that's super cool in my opinion. I love his weapons, the tonfers which are also uh guns. I don't know what kind of guns are they, they're just shotguns, but really cool weapons. So it show he's also shown to be probably one of the best fighters in Team Coffee as well as in the show. And he's the jokester of the group. Whenever somebody brings up the fact that he's blind, like Ruby when him when him and Ruby interact, he points out to her that she's the comic relief because that's what he is because when she points out that he's blind it's like wait i'm blind he puts it off as a joke and i absolutely love that when he's like oh wow yeah real mature there he's like no i'll roll with it because it's funny and that's the type of person he is obviously he's vacuo and if anybody tries to say oh they ruined him in before the dawn no they didn't he's from vacuo that's how they act and yeah, I just think Fox, especially with Coco, because like, he's definitely like, him and Coco, you can tell when Coco's the super loud one, he's the one to bring her down to the level of like, hey, listen, we need to calm down about this. Like, Coke, like Fox is the type of person that Coco could just walk up and talk to, just casually to like confide in as well. So yeah, Fox, Alistair.
4: Okay, here comes my top five. <laughs> no one's spoken about this boy yet, so let's see. Number five for me. Roman Torchwick. I adore Roman for the three volumes we had him in. He was entertaining. He was the only villain of... Him and Penny... Sorry, Penny. I can't talk. Can I? Him and Neo were the only two villains in the first three uh, volumes that I gave a shit about. And honestly, I just adore his character design, his attitude, his weapons were very fun, and the fact that he is really, really strong without a semblance. We saw it in one of probably the best fights in the first volume with him versus Blake and son. He was parrying. He was, he was honestly keeping up with two really good combatants without any problem. He's just like, yeah, I'm that good. And I just enjoy him. I, am, I was very, like, he. this was the death that actually hit me In Volume 3, yes, Roman's death, because I'm a goddamn stupid and has no empathy. (laughs) But, Lord, I was sad. And the fact that with his voice actor gone and all the shit went down, I doubt he's coming back. Which makes me really sad, because I wish we had more Roman. But, that's
0: my opinion. Roman Torchwick? My opinion, and my number five, I'm going to call Snap, because someone else had this pick at their number five. And I'm just going to say I'm going to bring back the meme just temporarily of the useless lesbian, Weiss Schnee. Oh my god, no. Weiss, (laughs) I love her character growth. Even though Volume 1 completely got rid of her racism arc too quickly, she has had some of, if not the best growth out of the main four going forward uh, through Volume 2 and that. Again, I'm drawn to her designs. Snowpy, her only two outfit is still my favorite design for Weiss, and her VA is actually one of my favorite VAs of the main four, Kara. And I do. I don't know if there's like a. Little... Oh,
1: I was just want to say, has everybody here besides
0: you're the only guys? one that hasn't said yes, wise
1: yet? <laughs> we yeah, we no, already know. Not
4: we not already know. We already know she's, like, one of the highest. fact. we all like Weiss. Mind. She's probably the... I think she personally is the favourite of most of us in the Indeed. main cast.
0: It's not, it's not true, though.
4: Not true for a few people. I said most. But, yeah, hands
0: down. My number well, five, we'll Schnee, Best girl of the group, but not best enough to beat my number four, three, two, and one.
1: Well, his okay. one's wise.
0: <laughs> Roman Torchwick.
1: Ox Alistair.
5: Say it stopping Whishne.
2: Oh, oh yeah, that's right. I'm fucking out of fate, eh? sorry. Sean
3: Nora Valkyrie. Valkyrie. That's
5: right. Alright, so we're funny.
0: moving into okay. number, four, number four. And from this point on, these four are going to be who you would have on a team. So whoever oh, you pick, no, you never... oh, whoever boy. you pick oh, yeah. top four, is no, no, going no, to be no, on a team. Let me look at my team. My team is so stuck. banter. <laughs>
5: oh boy!
2: I feel like I
0: have. A who team is going team. to be your oh, fourth yeah. member of your team, banter? He never told us this.
4: Pyrrha Nikos. Oh, wow. That's the first wow. time. Wow. The first Pyrrha. So, I you never she, that was. we never had Pyrrha before. <laughs>
3: oh. So, the reason why Pyrrha is so high on this is that, yes, her our time with her was short. But she was a kind girl, but a badass underneath. She whooped all four of Team Cardinal's members without breaking a sweat. Granted, you know, they're just as much of, much of a dumpster fire as Jean is. Um, oh, oh,
5: oh. At least
3: up until oh, Volume shit. 4.
5: Oh.
4: Um,
3: but there's also the fact that, like, a character from Azure Lane, the USS South Dakota... She is willing to let others take the pride for something whilst just standing idly by. She secretly helped Jean against that Alpha Ursa, protecting Jean and Cardin, and just said, "Let's leave it alone. They don't need it. they don't need to know what happened. It will resolve itself." So, and the reason why I say that the USS South Dakota like this, is like this, 26 hits from the Kirishima without sinking while the Washington took the glory for sinking her. Well, the Kirishima. So <laughs> that's why I say the USS South Dakota is basically like Pira. So, you know, those are some of the reasons why I like Pyrrha. Not only that, but, you know, the sword, shield, spear, and rifle. All work together and just her overall design. So Pyronikos is my number four.
5: Well if I had known
2: this if I had known that this was supposed to be creating a team, I would have I would have chose a different character for this.
5: Um, <laughs> Very much
1: so. I think he was joking <laughs> Very much I, so I think I think he was joking about that, but go ahead.
4: But this is still a fun
1: concept.
5: Yeah.
4: My favorite
2: is going to get me shot, stabbed, and possibly many other things. Oh, no. <laughs> number four. My oh, number boy. four is Adam Taurus.
4: Oh, oh my. Oh, what? Wow. Another oh, Adam. Adam.
6: Two Adam. Another Adam. You are going to get so attacked. Oh, yes. Hold I on. Hold on. Feel... Let him explain. Let
1: him explain. <laughs>
2: no. I Feel I feel the, the pain that will come. But my reasoning for Adam is the black trailer. Quite, quite ironically, how Velvet said the yellow trailer, I believe when it came with the Malachite Twins, was his favorite. My favorite trailer that I've always gone back to has always been the black trailer. It was the first time that we actually got proper uh proper what's the word the the (laughs) first time we got proper voice acting because i don't i don't believe mirror
0: mirror was no mirror mirror was done by casey i believe that Uh... was still just casey
2: yeah so the first time we ever experienced true voice acting was within the black trailer adam came off as that mysterious guy who just blew my mind. His fighting style is amazing. His semblance is fucking crazy, and the stuff that we learned about him and uh, him and Blake's relationship uh, back in Volume Two—that is, that was more so specifically a master and student situation that just had a yin yang effect. That's how I always saw it. Uh, the design for Adam originally was amazing, except for the one thing is, I didn't fucking realize he was a Faunus until uh, until the very end of Volume 1. <laughs> I, I I had no idea, even though it was blatantly obvious.
4: <laughs> blatantly obvious. With, his, oh, with his last
2: name being Taurus it didn't strike me that he was a Faunus until the very end of Volume 1 when Blake had brought up that she was a part of the White Fang. (laughs) Because there was always that debate of are those horns or is it his hair? (laughs) Uh, I'm really upset with what they had done with his character because uh, that master teacher side of it kind of got split in two. Uh, with uh, the ori- with his original uh, his original path getting sent with Ili- uh, Ilya, and then they just went down the complete wrong path, in my opinion. With his character, they just they just went further down the rabbit hole.
5: Mm. And the only that no, hasn't death. been said yet. <laughs> well, but uh, think... yeah,
2: that that's everything from me. I, I I love Adam. Post volume just... four.
5: <laughs> Pry. Well, that was fun to see again. Fates, please don't give us a heart attack like that
6: one. Okay, no. For me, uh, <clears throat> my number four is actually the one who unseated Weiss from this position for me, and it was after I thought about it again. My number four is Nora Valkyrie.
4: <laughs> I think Pink would be fine with that.
6: Yeah, because um, the main reason why I have Nora above Weiss in this category, if anything, I was thinking about it for quite a long time, and then I noticed, it was like, wait, most of, most of my list is characters I like because they're funny. How do I not put Nora on this list? And the thing when it comes to it is it's actually not just because of that. If anything, it was because I actually just rewatched the uh, Kuro Yuri arc with the Nuklevi. I just re-watched it, and it's like, okay, this in Volume 7 proves that Nora actually has the very sort of thing that I like in characters, which is being able to juggle both being comic relief and actually being their character and not just being comic relief. Because I find that characters that are just comically are boring. Characters that are too serious are boring. But if there's a good balance, they're a great character in my eyes, and Nora is one of them. And I do also want to re-mention it because apparently, so this reference, breaking legs. Yeah, she's misery. I'm I. I'm Irish. <laughs> breaking legs is a thing, or
4: particularly kneecaps is a thing. We're very. Any- you don't so. need kneecaps to live.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, you don't. You don't. Do something wrong, your kneecaps get destroyed. Pink, <laughs>
1: that's us do this. So it seems a lot of people have a tendency to have certain characters be the same number as mine because my number four is also Nora Valkyrie. <laughs> I feel... I thought you were gonna say Adam?
6: Me <laughs> <laughs> and Pink are on the same wavelength. Oh, How many people
4: put Nora on their list? I just want to check this right now.
0: We've all put Nora on here except you. <laughs> dead poor, but with a
1: vagina nope
4: well yeah you start how
1: uh, uh, i really uh, saw like you know she's gonna be a badass but she was also gonna be like she, she was female like she was gonna be the badass who was gonna talk you know to the audience at home but i'm glad cl- but i'm glad they didn't do that well she has some of my favorite funny moments in in volumes one to three like with the whole yeah with like the whole you know you know, standing on her, standing on her hammer and just flying across a broken bridge. Uh, her just using the like her hammer, fantastic weapon. I love the grenade launcher as well. But kind of like how Fates put it as well. It is very hard to do a comic relief character that can also have serious moments, having sympathetic moments like she did in Volume Seven when she felt th- when she felt sympathy for the people in Mantle but and you know arguing against the higher power who was obviously james ironwood at the time you know arguing against her i mean arguing against him and saying we need to help the people in mantle when i would say no we don't and then her relationship with ren because they're pretty much polar opposites you got nora who's the big loud one but then you got ren who's the more quiet to himself one that's the reason why they are such a good chip and why they're a good couple but then it's where they can also get their problems from. Nora has shown that yes, she's strong. Yes, she has a great semblance. Yes, she's funny. But she's not like but she has emotions. She's not infallible. She's she's got she's got emotions like everyone else. Like she's not just gonna be like, oh, I can just blow the at It's funny. It's like no. I'm going to take this situation seriously. Like the whole thing with kissing Ren with uh fighting against Ironwood, like against the Knucklebee, she's shown to have weakness, and I love Nora for that. Like, While she can make me smile, she can make me feel, which is very important for a character. So yeah, Nora.
4: Just like to say something to that, pink opposites attract, but not all magnets are the strongest. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, getting on to oh, my man. number four. My number four is going to no, uh, a particular fates boy. Dr. Watts is number four. <laughs> He's not number one in the slightest. But I enjoy Watts so bloody much. He is, the, he is one of the few things that I enjoyed in Volume 5. And every time he speaks, it's just funny. Him, sh- him shitting on Cinder. All his conversations with uh, just Salem and the rest, and I still do love his lineup. What happened to his old one? That line killed me, and I don't know why. And all he did in volume seven, and of course the fight he had with Ironwood was one of the best fights I think in like uh, that we can say happened in Ruby. It is, I just love him. His design is simple but very, I would say, nice and clean. Very nice looking, and I just, I. I don't think he's going to be alive by the end of this series but I hope he does show. He stays
5: around a bit m- longer so we can get more of just how funny and how interesting he is.
0: Well uh, indeed and I'm long. hoping to never miss a beat with my number 4 pick, Neon Cat. Oh I want
4: to die but I cannot deny
0: that it makes sense I love Neon Cat she is the only one that I think can get away with pissing Nora and Yang off and still live to talk about it later the new design she's got in volume 7 is definitely adorable her having a cat hoodie her being a cat faunus as well and I do like it's going to be a little biased, but I do like her song that plays when she's fighting Yang with Flint. Like, never miss a beat, chanting it all the way around, to that beat of that music, in time, no less. But yeah, Neon is honestly one character I'm hoping survives the well your mate. And I do hope Neon gets some sort of spin-off material. Line. I want to know more about Neon, especially if the rainbow stuff is indeed her semblance.
4: I doubt she will. She is the meme character. Indeed. Meme I
0: would team. I <laughs> would play Nanya Cat right here, but I don't want YouTube to copyright strike me, so you... <laughs> also that's it.
2: Also I gotta say I gotta say, with the pun you gotta, I have to say with that pun, are you sure we didn't grab
4: Barbara by accident?
2: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Barbara could change gender, <laughs> it seems, now. Well, Indeed. Let's quickly go Indeed, because
0: I, I am the Barbara, the and my number four pick is Neon Cat.
6: Arthur Watts. Nora Valkyrie. Nora Valkyrie.
4: Adam Taurus.
3: And
4: Pyreneurs. Um, well i think it's time i think we reached honorable
0: indeed it is that time of the podcast before we go into the top three i specifically gave the boys their orders to pick two characters that they wanted to fit into the honorable mentions these could be characters that couldn't fit on the list or they just wanted to mention them as their favorite character but had no place on the list and these will just be These These will will be be very very quick, quick. you can have a small reason to it, just don't drag it out. So, what we'll do with this is, Vanta will say his two, any reason with them, go for it. Then, same with Borvac. same with Fates, same with Pink, same with Bionic, same with myself. And hopefully, let's not try and aggravate the community anymore, or give people hearts. So Vanta.
4: Oh, absolutely, Uh, now, we're still going to do that, you expect us not to. Hmm. You expect me particularly not to. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Alright, let's uh let's start with Lantis 2.
3: So my two honorable mentions are the anti-hero James Ironwood and the antagonist Raven Bronwyn. Oh, first, Ooh. Raven.
4: first Raven.
3: yeah, Okay, what's the reason uh, behind these I, two? I, these were kind of improvised and it's more so their designs and weapons and stuff. Um not really like their personalities and stuff, but um no so those are mine.
5: Nothing really much. Huh, fair enough. Ball well back.
2: So my two, uh, my two are Fox and Klein Seben.
5: Why?
4: Who? Sorry,
2: I have uh, no. Uh, the sorry.
5: butler.
4: Oh sorry, I keep forgetting he
5: exists. <laughs> <So> <laughs>
4: the.
2: I would have put Fox on this list. But I just couldn't find a place where I didn't like another character over him. I really like the design. I like the fact that uh, he's one of the only characters that are purely blind. Uh, As for client, he's a fucking character. He's technically like fucking what nine character, like nine character, seven characters. Seven. Yep. Seven characters in one. Beautiful personality. I love him. He deserves more screen time. He shouldn't have been fired. You expect Jock
4: to be good.
5: <laughs>
4: uh, and, uh, when the series ends, if um Klein takes over the Schnee Dust Company.
2: <laughs> Klein comes back and fucking has just complete mental
6: breakdown. Okay, Fates? Your two? Okay, my two? I actually took a little page out of Warbeck's book because Klein is also in my honorable mentions. However, he's here because of process of elimination and any space. My other honorable mention is actually Yang. And there's a very there's a, two scenes in particular as to why she's here. Well, three. Uh, one of them is when she's talking about Blake, well, when she's talking to Blake before the dance, and she's basically explaining her situation with Raven. That was one of in my opinion, the best scenes of showing one of the four characters' actual personality and like their subconscious more so than their actual fears. Um, okay. <laughs> and uh, this the second one isn't really a scene, but it's um the most of the depression arc because I really liked it. But if I could say one particular scene, it would be Ty Ublack and Port. That one is very beneficial to her character, and then the last one that I feel is the reason why I like Yang enough to put her in the honorable mentions, is, strangely enough, in Volume 5, which is not a good one for her usually, because she has to deal with Raven. But it's the scene where Weiss is talking about Willow, and you see not only Weiss help Yang, but you also see the three of them, like, the two of them and Ruby actually... Talking about things that aren't just things that are happening in the immediate action and things that are actually mattering to them
4: It was a lot longer than I expected, but fair enough. Pinky boy Pink
1: Uh, My two honorable mentions my first one uh, So both of these are what he said. My first one is Roman Torchwick because to him I Love him not because he was a character but because he was he was the personification of a personality. He Every time he was on screen, he owned that moment. He owned that scene.
5: <laughs>
1: and my second I'll mention is Blake Belladonna. I love her design. I love her weapon. I actually really like her as a character. I love the, mis- I loved the mystery back in Volumes 1 to 3. And then, obviously, 4 and 5 doesn't do too much for me. But her stuff with Yang, like, trying to fully fix the relationship with Yang was actually quite a nice touch to show, like... I'd like, to show that Blake is back from back when, back in seasons, in Volumes 1, 2, and 3. Like, oh, yeah, by the way, this is who Blake was and who she is now. And love her design in volume 7.
4: Okay, my one, one of these I have from moment of Reggie is going to uh, piss someone off. I think a lot of people, and the other no one is expecting, but I'll do. One that will piss people off is I have Ilia. I like Ilia a lot, but I like Penny more. <laughs> That was the entire reason why she wasn't. I actually did swap out... uh, Ilya was number 10 originally, but I swapped it out. And the other one, for such a dumb reason, is the God of Darkness. I like his voice. That is the entire reason why he's here. I like his voice. (laughs) Excuse me, you tell me his voice isn't
1: (coughs) Be fair, a voice voice can make a character.
4: Also, he is a giant purple demon dragon, and when he first appeared on... Fully, with that, like, bend-in-off thing. That was cool as fuck.
6: Also, um, also real quick, Bionic may be a voice sent for choosing the God of Darkness, but I mean, Vorvac put Scarlet on his list just because of Gavin.
4: Yeah, so... why am for I always... the voice actor? Why am
2: I... <laughs> You're just the... the... And... Alright, not just for the voice You
0: are the there character. for the sake of comic relief, Bionic, but my two honourable mentions. One has already been said on a few people's lists, and that's Ruby Rose mainly because design <laughs> and that's pretty much it i like ruby's design and her weapon design and um, my second honorable one and i think this is gonna floor quite a few people because the reason behind me putting this character on the honorable mentions is backstory and that's salem salem's <laughs> oh, backstory wow. is oh, a good. strong backstory it is, a, I won't
4: deny. It, it is. is, yeah.
0: Salem yeah. probably would be another. Yeah, but we will tonight. jump into the top three, starting with our top number three. Threes. This is where oh, the oh, fun boy. really kicks into first gear. So, Vanta, your <laughs> number three pick. So,
3: so, I'd like to point out before I say this, I'm going to be getting daggers stared at me from one person is it and I already have I already have a gun being pointed at me from that same person and <laughs> someone else for Weiss and I have a gun already aimed at fates because of his honorable mention um <laughs> but my number three pick that is going to get dagger stared at me is Blake and to answer your question by <laughs> honor, yes it was from you um yeah, um you know, I- <laughs>
5: why so yep.
3: she's high on the list and I'm she's you. strong but it's kind of the same reason with nora is that she's strong but we see more of her character development and we see that she does have a weak and vulnerable side she's strong enough to help take down that giant nevermore and the death stalker with the other seven right at the beginning But after the fall, we do see a vulnerable side when she had some menagerie. Now, Sun is what really helped Blake's character progression because without Sun being there, I don't feel Blake would have actually taken the charge to stand up against the White Fang and right her wrongs and have the strength to stand up against Adam who was a black spot in her life and wouldn't go away. And,
5: would, you know, she
3: wrote her wrongs by fighting Adam in Volumes 5 in Ki- Protecting Haven and then for finally killing him in volume 6. So...
5: I just, like, I just like to say... That's b- why b- I like her. I really, I really help. help. I, like, I really was still a bit of help, but... Mm. No.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, me and it are
4: disappointed.
3: It, it was mostly Yang... Yang's son and yeah, a little a Ill- little bit of Ilya. Yeah, a little bit.
4: Okay, let's move on before me and Bovak like, probably murder Vanta. Uh, 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 just to say uh, <laughs> viewers, Vanta may not be around for the next one. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: yeah, R I B Bovak, no three. Oh, yeah, it's me. Fuck. <laughs> I'm sitting here waiting for someone else to fucking go. I'm like, why is no one else speaking?
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> My number three hmm. is the man who is, uh, who is based off of the creator of the show himself. First time. My number three is Lyran.
6: He finally shows up.
2: He finally shows up, yeah, because I have always... Uh, I've always seen Ren as that cool, elegant, and calm type. I've uh, he is essentially everything I've wanted to
5: essentially be in life. Asian, <laughs> Asian ninja, <laughs> ninja.
2: <laughs> but um, I love Stormflowers. Fucking. They are amazing. I fucking...
5: I think it's just...
2: I love the way that his semblance is. I love the backstory we got in Kuro Yuri. I love Ren's overall design. I especially love his... Uh, I love his design in Volumes 4 and 5, where he finally let his hair out. God, he is fucking handsome.
5: Yay! You gotta call me I a- I don't know what! You got <laughs> me a-
2: no You cannot tell me that when Ren finally took the braids out that he isn't fucking handsome. I don't care. Well I know you don't. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fight me.
1: Uh, alright, alright, getting fucking... off track. <laughs> and <Kyrian> simp. <laughs> <laughs> any any other reason any other reasons,
2: Bulvac? Well he's he's Monty himself and essentially he... Rin and in turn Monty was the only reason why I could keep
5: moving forward. Hmm. Oh, interesting.
6: Okay. Bates.
5: Bates. I swear if
4: he's
6: muted again. For me. <laughs> yes. I, I I didn't notice Borvac was dumb. M- my number three is. This is another one that I actually changed around. This one was more. <sighs> Because I felt that I had to. Oh, My no. number three is uh, is the Sherbert Girl Neapolitan.
5: Sherbert. <laughs> sure, that's, sure, that's a good I one.
6: I know wanted, I, I wanted to say something other than ice cream. Um, <laughs> it was, it was for me, true. the main reason why I have Neo so high up here is honestly, or so for respect, because to this date, she is the only character that has like the only villain at least who has not been defeated in combat she is the the only way she's been defeated is by smart or intimidation ie by two different maidens at two different time and by ruby actually using brain Those are the only times Neo has ever been defeated. And her defeat count is actually not bad. She defeated the entirety of the newly dubbed Team Orange with ease, and got the lamp, and she basically beat the hell out of Yang. So if anything, I have to respect her just for those two things on its own. And, um... Yeah, that and her connection to Roman is uh, why she is actually number three on my list.
5: Okay, uh, pink.
1: So my number three. Um, so I think three, two, and one for me are going to be super obvious. But number, my number three is someone who I'd like to have a nice glass of <laughs> is a uh, Coco Adele. <laughs> that was I, bad, that was a I one. love. I love this girl. Two pieces. When she first showed up, she she w- she looked fucking good. I love her weapon. It's a handbag that turns into a fucking minigun When are you ever going to see that outside of the Ruby universe? She's super <laughs> super strong. She is sassy to all hell, but she's still kind of like it's kind of like Sun in a way where they're headstrong but they care about everything around them and every person. And then I read After the Fall and I like she was already a great character in my opinion, but then she turned into one of my favourites from After the Fall, where we see a weakness of hers where she's afraid of the dark slash, um, afraid of enclosed spaces, like being claustrophobic. But she's able to try and get through that by to, because she... Yeah, he cut out. Did he
5: cut out? Pink, pink. Pink, you cut out.
6: Uh, nothing yet. Who murdered him? Uh no. oh, did the Discord crash again? I Backable. don't. There we go. That's better. What? Yeah, no. my can... yes, yeah, better. my
1: Discord's crashing. But yeah. I know. So to go back, what I was saying. Um. So I like, lo- like I said, I love her weapon, which is the handbag that turns into a mini gun. Like, where else are you gonna see something like that? and showing that while well, she is headstrong she cares and like i was saying when i read after the fall when we find out that she does have a weakness in you know the fear of dark fear of enclosed spaces claustrophobia and stuff like that um because we actually got a little bit of a backstory where she played hide and seek but she was never found at, well basically she when when she was never found she she like was locked inside of this little cupboard which obviously scared her i love her sassiness as well. Just want to put that out there. But she shows that. But after the fall, showed that while she's a good leader, she's not. She's still learning how to be a good leader. Like she believes in her own. You can kill me for the pun. She believes in her own hype. She she believes that well she is amazing, which she is. But she's not perfect. And it took a while for her to notice that. But because of her team, she noticed that. But she's shown to care she's shown that she is willing to risk her life to save others even if it is to even if it is means that she needs to conquer her fear she is one of the characters showing me like while you may have a fear it's you you should put others before yourself and try to not be be confident but don't be overconfident. and i just love and I love her. Um,
0: I love her design.
1: And I would say, I think to me, I don't know. It was the first time after Volume Six uh, where we were kind of exposed to one of the teams that we've known from Volumes One to Three, where a character might actually be gay because we have seen Coco is attracted to girls, and I find that quite cute. But yeah, Coco <laughs> Adele.
4: Okay, my next three. I've all been stated before, so I'm just going to say that right enough. There's going to be no surprises from this, especially number one. But I'll get to this. Number three is the bird boy. Crow Barnum, I bloody adore. I adore his design, his his character, his weapon. I just adore everything. I don't think Crow has had a single terrible scene in the show. But that's also literally the top three characters. I think they've had a single bad scene in the show. And I cannot get over that his development of what he was going through and the pretty much him spiraling during the apathy arc and then growing from there. And then what just happened in volume seven. I'm gonna enjoy seeing what happens to God of Crow. And honestly, I just love him. If time was here, he would be um I feel like he would kill me last entirely because I put Crow higher than everything else. So just saying. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Crow- Time could obviously like say why he Crow is like god among men, but eh, he's not here. Albert, <laughs> well, your turn. Let's see what the hell you number three is.
5: I am not that elegant as Pink, so I have nothing else.
0: <laughs> well, I was doing an impression right. of my number three character.
5: <laughs> um, oh. I HATE YOU! So,
6: so me
0: and so Neo... I can't tell that me and God are on the same way. Yeah, my butt number big is Neo. I could not resist doing that. Like,
1: I love Neo's
0: design, but there's one core aspect I love around Neo as a character. And that's the mystery of her origins. And her backstory. That mystery is something that I hope stays with her character. But I can honestly say that I do like her fighting as well. She's got a unique fighting style, a unique weapon that is basically... Her weapon is a fucking tank. It can take grenades, it can take rockets, it can take shots close range... <laughs> Just that
4: umbrella made
0: of. Uh, it's made of harder <laughs> balls than anything. Out of But. <laughs> ice cream. Solid steel ice, ice cream, cream is, is the secret. secret. But yeah, my number three pick is Neo.
4: <laughs> well, let's go down the list of number no threes Neapolitan for him. Crow Bronwyn.
5: Adele. The
6: gluten free sherbert, Neo. <laughs>
4: Okay. And And we
0: we slide into our number two spot. So, Vanta, who was lucky enough to get your second favorite position?
3: Oh, so my second favorite actually goes to the hill that I choose to die on in terms of who the best girl is. Oh, no. That being Yang Zhao Long.
5: Oh, <laughs>
4: you're, you're dying tonight. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, I'm perfectly willing to, because I'll be up all night. Quite literally, <laughs> actually. Anyway, so the reason it's Yang is because of her whole character character development. She starts off energetic, moving to being moody and having problems by the loss of her arm. And it was rushed as well. Um, Same with how Blake's and Weiss's was. But then we see her getting a hard lesson from her father. And she gets back into the fray. She isn't down for long. Now... She initially just goes because she cares about Ruby and wants to be there for her. But then she starts bonding with the rest of her team again. And she considers all three of them family. And then she cares for all of them and making sure that they're all okay. She has almost become the team mom in a way. um, But... We... in All her outfits just look amazing on her. But... Mm-hmm. You know, she is the ballistic one that becomes really fucking strong for no reason besides, oh, you're hitting me. All right, I'm going to dish this back out to you. So, Yang Zhao Long is my number two. (laughs) This hell is (laughs) going to be stained with
4: blood.
5: (laughs) Bulldog? Bring Bring it. it.
4: Quickly quickly go. Quickly go before someone one of my,
5: until, well one of us to kill each other.
2: My number two spot goes to Mr. Michael Jones and his wonderful performance as the Monkey King Sun Wukong.
5: I was expecting him like, to be number what? one.
4: I was expecting him to be number one.
2: Yeah. He's not my number one. No.
4: Um,
2: he's very close. He is my number one Favorite male character within Ooh. the show.
5: Oh,
4: that is cool. Okay, what if, I can probably
2: pretty much guess
5: what you're gonna say.
4: Uh,
2: simple, uh, simplicity is the best fucking medicine. Uh, he has his fucking weapons, which are fucking gorgeous. The voice is fucking spot on.
4: You're swearing a lot more this he, one.
5: I apologize. Stop, <coughs> it. stop, in. stop he, interrupting. He Sorry.
4: he's such a
2: character when he's on screen because he's always the one to bring me quite uh, <laughs> I got to say this now. He's a, he brings uh, the barrel of monkeys. He he gets me laughing. He's
5: he makes me laugh. He's he's a barrel of laughs. But um He's a, he's a good old thief. He's stolen my heart. He's fucking
2: always known what to do, and that fucking <laughs> outfit is absolutely amazing. They haven't had to fucking change it once. Ruby,
0: if you're watching this, please make Borvak someone... X sun cannon in the next volume.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: someone, someone is going to Do count not change his fucking
2: outfit, or I'm going to fucking lose my mind. Unless you give him like a fucking. It, unless you
4: give him like a fuzzy jacket or something. I don't know. Somebody is gonna count the amount of swears from
5: Borvax. Give
2: him alone. Give him that fucking six packs back. They need to be well defined. <laughs> Cause god damn it, they fucking oh blend in with the lighting and it's terrible. This is why Borbax uh, is so good to be around.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I also apologize pink. No it's fate. <laughs> it's fate's turn. Um, yeah. I just apologize to you pink.
6: Okay. Very similar to Borvac, I'm choosing a character that you guys would have expected me to have at number one. My number two is my boy, Arthur Watts. He's here. And, however, unlike Borvac, Neo is my favorite female character. Watts is my second favorite male character. Ooh. Um, but when it comes to Watts, the main reason <laughs> he's actually at number two is because my number one is who he took the title from. It, like, for a very particular reason. And you'll see why I want to mention my number one. But Watts is. The comic relief villain. That we definitely needed. Especially with uh, <clears throat> volume four happening. Um, I lo- he always was able to basically. Basically bitch slap Cinder with words. Which thank you. Um, he was the <laughs> only one who had a brain. Even in Volume Five, where no one had a brain, um, and in Volume Seven, we not only see why he was on Salem's side, but we also see that he's not a pushover like many people expected. To be. He didn't just let Iron—he didn't—he didn't just let Ironwood nab him. He fought back, and he did more damage to Ironwood than anything that happened in Volume Three, which was an actual. Battle at Beacon. Um, but yeah, um, I feel that if I am to say any more, I'll go on a giant tirade. So, Pink, oh, what's your number two?
1: There we go. So my number two has been said multiple multiple times. It is the little. It is probably one of the shortest characters in in Ruby. It is Neapolitan. There she is. <laughs> I so. How do you make a character who doesn't speak at all interesting? Neo. Because Neo, to me, is the most expressive character in the show because she has to be. Without being able to talk or express her words, she has to express them through facial features, through her body language. And you can tell that the Krupy team really care about Neo because they... I never really seen her in a really bad eye or like in a bad scene, like how, like how Bionic hasn't seen uh, Tyrion. Oh, uh, sorry, not Tyrion. Uh, Cro in a bad in a bad scene because she has so much charisma inside, and she just does it through her face, her body. Her fighting ability is incredible. She faced off against Cinder, and if Cinder didn't use her Deus Ex Machina of her stupid maiden powers, Neo would have won by a landslide. She was outclassing Cinder by a mile. Neo was like the only the only way Neo really lost was because she ran away because she saw Raven Branmer. It's like, oh yeah, no, I'm not. Defea- oh yeah, I'm not going up against this bitch. I'm out. She has one of the most creative semblances of all time in in oh, Ruby. My overactive imagination just such a good idea because in my opinion it's a better it's better than emeralds you can fight me on that it I is a better it illusion it is better illusion than emerald but is. she she is one of the only villains who has pretty much succeeded in her mission which is to fight against team ruby and pretty much you know be part of the fall of beacon find cinder and then get the lap. She has done it all, and she's pretty much done it by herself. She faced four, a team of four, who are supposedly now experienced huntsmen, which they definitely are not, and she just defeated them with ease using their emotions. She's not just strong, she's smart. She's one of the smartest characters, and I am hope, while I'm hoping for also a Neo backstory at some point. I like the mystery. I quite like not knowing a lot because it then fills our imagination up with scenarios that she could have been in in the past, how she met Roman. And Neo just makes me smile every time she's on screen. I get, I I will admit, I, mean, I girl because it's, she's a fantastic character. But yeah, Neapolitan.
4: Besides the fact that you said fangirl, not fanboy, is hilarious to me. No, I'm um, fangirl. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um I'm um, a bit sad for my one because you pretty much took all I want to say. My number two is Neo as well. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Neo is the best in my best girl personally, because everyone knows my number one and I'm never gonna change it. But seriously, Neo is just such an entertaining character. Her facial expressions as I am a memer, I love my memes. Her facial brain are some of the meme stuff I could ever find, and I just love it. Her fight with, uh, as we've been calling Team Orange, is honestly the best way of showing how absolutely amazing as a character she is. That is just the perfect way of seeing and Oh, and, and the only fight she ran away from Was against, you know, Maiden And also pretty much, that was a Sephiroth sword And you tell me it wasn't They downgraded that damn sword It was Sephiroth levels But Neo's great i just like to say her theme song is Dope as hell And I don't really have much to say Because Pink stole every single word
1: I apologize But,
4: but I do not fangirl or fanboy Neo. I just get hype It is the term of hypeness yeah No, don't worry i fanboy a bunch when the next <laughs> time shows up though <laughs> but we'll get to that velvet,
0: indeed and two. my number two is going to surprise a lot of you because it's an origin behind my name velvet scarlatina
4: yeah,
0: is it. my number two
4: I mean is is we pick the only two of our favorite characters that we all know? Like, <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I have no clue about this. But Hold uh, on, right. Like... Let
0: let them... Um, uh, Indeed. Let I yep. love bunny rabbits in real life. So, naturally, I'm drawn to a bunny girl who, at first, it was assumed she was an underrated character, but then Volume 3 against the Paladin happened and you realize that You don't want to fuck with the bunny at the end of the day. Because her weapon and her semblance are a perfect match. And they work for her character. Her design is simple, but effective. And I do like that they gave her more development in After the Fall and Before the Dawn. And she isn't my number one character now. Originally she was, but my number one pick, which we will get to in the next run... Actually took a spot because of something velvet didn't have back in the day. But that's that's my pick. Well it's Garlatina for number two.
4: Okay. Mine of course was Neapolitan.
1: Uh, sorry, Neapolitan as well. <laughs> I don't think Ar-
6: uh sorry. Yo. Uh Arthur Watts. Sun Wukong
3: and, yang
0: zhao and
2: this is <laughs> where things are going to
0: get i think a bit dicey but a bit predictable in the case of bionic and ping because we are now entering what? the number one spot so vanta take it away
3: um i'm gonna preface this really quick by saying time will not be one to kill me um <laughs> My top oh. one is actually Unlucky Boy and Bird Boy, here Bronwyn.
4: He's here. He's reached the pinnacle.
3: Yep. <laughs> Time is here with us in spirit through me. <laughs> so, <laughs> Crow, where do I start? I miss the hilarious side of Drunkle Crow. And I feel that his semblance was actually kinda helped by the alcohol a little, but it's more of a theory. So I digress. He's strong, magical, quite literally, and just a badass. He goes toe-to-toe with Tyrion and if it hadn't been for Ruby, again, Theory territory, but I feel he would have won that fight. Um, which it's gonna get me killed by Bionic, but no, nonetheless. no, no. I'll
4: I'll get to that. I'll get to that
3: um but we see how he changes once ruby calls him out on the drinking in uh volume six and he's like i really don't want to piss her off more so i'm just gonna stop as best i can and we still we see that throughout the rest of the volume and into volume seven he is tempted hard to go back but he knows it's for the better in his life and for his liver, if it's still functioning. And, you know, we then see him partner up with lucky boy Clover. Um, and then have his rematch with Tyrion with Clover and Robin. And, you know, he's hilarious. He's strong and he's not to be taken lightly. So, He quite
5: literally has, you know, he is my number one, and probably times as well. (laughs) Okay, Borvac, it is your time. My favorite character in all of RWBY. Shiko. I'm glad Pink took (laughs) that opportunity because (laughs) it's so (laughs) fantastic.
4: <laughs> Pink's been waiting the entire list of dude that I know he's watching. Fuck. He's been waiting, he's been patiently waiting.
5: You can
2: fuck right off to the nine hells.
4: <laughs> I honestly didn't even hear
2: who Pink said.
4: Let's Nidishika. not, let's not, let's not, we'll we
2: Fucking My favorite oh. character in all of Ruby is none other than Velvet Scarletina.
5: Oh. oh wow. <laughs>
2: Wow. <laughs> Ever since she was introduced coming back from her mission in Volume 2, I was struck with awe. She
0: was introduced in Volume 1. Then I. Yeah, Cardin- Team Cardinal were picking on her one? in the canteen in yeah. Volume 1.
2: Oh, yeah. Fuck me. <laughs> we will not. I'm fucking. Carry I'm, on, carry on. I'm rain dead. Anyways. The- It was the moment when she fucking had come back from the mission Anyways, That's when she truly took it away with me.
0: I'm happy, Borbank.
2: She... She... When I found out that her costume was made by the community, it was just one of those things that was just the extra step. Uh, on top of that, fucking, her voice actress, Katie. Yeah. Katie Ward, isn't it? Yes. I'm very bad with memes. Uh, but yes, Katie Ward, she is Australian. And, uh, a little bit of personal bias come from the land down under. We Mm -hmm. support our own. And I mean, who doesn't love the bun? I like If them, you don't, if you don't it. like the bun, then there's something wrong with you.
1: We all love the bun. The bun is
2: exactly. very good. Exactly. That's all I've got to say. I'm happy you all it's love me. Adorable. Thank you. I would say, I would
1: say, yeah, Borvac, no. yeah, uh, no. I would say, I want to say to Borvac as well, please do get the after the form before the Dawn Books because you will love Velvet even more after those.
6: Okay, it's Fate's turn. Okay, now this is going to be interesting since I've basically been having Watts as sort of my, um, my avatar stuff for a while now. Who in Ruby would be able to actually downseat Watts? Well, honestly, in my list, the person in number one was never unseated and Watts just took up the mantle. My number one is Roman Torchwick. Ah, oh, oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, <laughs> what it, I've mentioned this to you guys off of podcasts, but I keep saying that I think Watts was the was specifically made as the comic relief because they noticed how killing Roman in hindsight was bad. Um, <laughs> and I still i I still believe that even though Watts is a good boy, it's just Roman was the definitive for. This is a badass villain who is still funny. We, know, we saw this all the way back in even um, episode one of the entire series with how he was, like, like Junior's minions didn't do anything. He wasn't even phased with Ruby beat him. he was like, eh, you know what, fine. He fires his, like, the idea that he has a flare gun as a weapon is awesome in its own right. But it's like, we see that he's not even phased by Ruby in episode one. The only reason he even becomes nervous is because Glinda shows up. And we see, like, for example, the fight with Blake and Son was one of my favorites in the entire series. Because we see someone without a semblance being able to fight against two characters that we've seen. like, Like, a main character and a almost main character in a completely even playing field. And he was even beating Blake. And and he was only having to hold his own against Sun, because Sun had two weapons, he had one. And, like, yes, he, yes, he t- lost in Mountain Glen, but it's like, honestly, I think he let Blake win, because you hear in his voice, he's trying to recruit her, he fails. Um, but honestly, I find that Roman was the one character that no matter what you did, it always felt like he was winning. Besides Cinder, but that was because Cinder basically had it ranked from the start. But yeah, that is why Roman Torchwick is number one. I am very happy that Neo is taking up his mantle and his hat. <laughs>
5: That's
6: fair.
5: Well, I
4: think we get well onto us too. <laughs> this is the obvious ones.
5: Yeah.
1: But... So if my one hasn't been obvious from either previous podcasts or outside the podcast, it is it is <laughs> Weiss Schnee. Weiss. I love her trailer. So when I first saw her trailer, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And obviously it shows the origin of how her eye was busted because she got punched in the face. And then when she was when she was introduced in volume one, because I started back in volume three, but because I watched one episode and then I decided I'd go back. So I watched it and I immediately when I saw Weiss, I was like, she's going to be the snotty one. Like she's going to be the upstuck person of the crew and I'm probably not going to like her. And then she had to transition throughout each season because she obviously got the help from her team, she got the help from herself, from her butler and stuff like that. Every season and every episode she was in, I always looked forward to being like what I always said to myself, what's Weiss gonna be what's Weiss gonna be doing in this episode? And because I love the whole like she has a family tradition to hold up. But she doesn't exactly want to she wants to be her own person. She doesn't want to be just a name. she wants to be her name. She taught me to believe in myself and to never close never close yourself away from people to actually open to keep your mind and keep your doors open to new people and new friends because you never know who's gonna drive you to the right path like ruby did for weiss that's why they became partners and then when weiss and then when weiss in volume four showed that different side of her especially when she told the story in volume five uh to yang about her mother it just shows that she's gone through a lot more than we realize and she's a much deeper character volume seven it's still probably going to be one of my favorite uh, volumes as well as she, as it has my favorite Weiss uh, costume just shows the training she's gone through because I know there's a big joke that Weiss loses a lot of her one-on-ones because obviously it's a mean thing. It's a plot thing. But then when she beat Marrow, it's like, she's actually learned. She's grown up. She's now more mature. When she arrested her father, it's like facing a demon that she never thought she could face, especially when like when Jacques hit her when he did that I wanted to wring his fucking neck out but wise to me is what a lot of people's number one characters are to them it's that symbol or that light to be like do you know what if they're okay and if they're smiling then I can smile along with them because they mean that much to me so For those reasons, obviously, I love Weiss's personality as well, like how she can be snarky, but she loves and cares for her friends and family, well, the family that she does love. And the fact that she is showing that she's still growing today. She's not perfect. But she, I mean, to my eyes, she pretty much nearly is, but she's showing that nobody can be perfect, no matter where you come from. So that's why my number one is Weissne.
5: Well, as always, Pink is a lot,
4: very emotional with this one, and then I come in <laughs> to ruin it.
5: <laughs> Number
4: one is Tyrion Callos. Who got him? guess? It's obvious. I've adored Tyrion. Not really since the first time he appeared, but yes. when his fight, when his full first appearance, I would say is his fight with Crow, well, before and a bit beforehand. I adore his mannerisms. His fighting style is so unique in that because he, instead of, you know, he uses an entire body and that equally adds to his scorpion there, which is just a small thing about me. I, my favorite animal is the scorpion. So, but even with that, I still enjoy it. His weapons are designed after that. The Queen servants are one of the coolest weapons in the series, in my opinion. Simple, but effective. His semblance, as I think Pink mentioned before, is very fun and very strong if you think about it and God, the fact of that I have to say Vanta's opinion saying that Vanta, I actually do agree with you, without Ruby I made a joke about this, if Ruby wasn't there I can't deny my boy would have lost but all his mannerisms, also his faces are some of the funniest things I just love him he is, there is no emotional thing like Pink has those characters and others do. It's just I enjoy his personality and how he is. And maybe it is because he reminds me of us character from my favorite series of all time. That might be a thing. But I don't really have much to say. My last... Uh, give him a song, please. That's all I ask. I want him to have his own theme song. Velvet, let's hear yours because... I was. So I'm very convinced. interested in this. Yes, I because as we're watching, your foot would be filled
0: there, and I will say this now: my number one pick has yeah. never been mentioned on this list. Now, oh, before,
5: oh, before
0: I reveal, before <laughs> yeah. I reveal the name. Originally Velvet was my number one because there was a lot of story potential behind Velvet. But then after the film Before the Dawn came out and gave Velvet all that potential and all that character and development and growth. So I had to will it down to characters that I like either because of design or the fact that I think they have great potential going forward into Ruby or the future of Ruby or into their own material outside of the main storyline. And it came down to one person we've only seen once in Volume 3. Ciel Soleil. There, There is a lot of story potential behind this character that only appeared in one episode. I like the fact that there's potential. There's mystery. We don't know CL's semblance. We don't know CL's weapon. Or weapons. There's a lot that can be done with CL. And for now, she will remain my top number one in terms of potential. Plus, plus her design is cool. That is... Her design is simple. Yet it reflects Atlas in her. well indeed so we're gonna thing. just run through the last for the last lot oh. of our number one which was me Ciel. simp mine of course
4: was Tyrion. goddamn chaos
1: mine was Weiss.
0: All, all of us are simps.
1: All mine, simps. Was, simp. mine was the ice queen Weishnay.
6: mine was my favorite sim- yeah, okay, you know, one roman torchwick
2: well, fuck. Mine was.
0: I love favorite. you for that, well, boy, and you will be honored in all life by the bunny gods.
4: I do not know if that is still here, but if. Oh, he
3: is. I'm still here. Just I'm still second. here. And my number one was Crow Onwin, who. Indeed,
0: me. you are the temporary Indeed. simp.
3: I sent simp my number two. Temporary uh, temp. I simp. I sent for my. I sent for my. I sent for my. Uh, <laughs> I thought
0: cool. you were gonna say you simp say for your own kind then. <laughs> well, this... I don't know why.
3: <laughs> no, no, I simp for two, which that, that was brings genre.
0: us to the end of this rather long but interesting, heart attack inducing, community bashing, community engaging, podcast hosting, angerment, and everything else on top of it. But. <laughs> this has been an interesting roller coaster of emotions and surprises and that and i think we all enjoyed this and i hope you guys at home did enjoy it as well let us know down below in the comments what are your top 10 favorite characters and the reasons why they're your top 10. we'd be interested to see what you pick and until the next video it's going to be goodbye from Vanta. It's going to be goodbye from the Bye. Aussie. It's going to be goodbye from. It's, it's going to be goodbye. goodbye from the Weiss simp.
1: As Weiss would say, perfect form. And as Neo would say.
0: <laughs> it's goodbye.
1: <laughs> it's goodbye <laughs> from the Tyrion
5: simp.
4: Best character, and uh, excuse me, when me and Vanta have (laughs) an epic duel.
0: And it is going to be goodbye from me, guys. Until the next video, have a great day or night, and stay safe. Giggity.